Bishop Saki needs six hours to preach. What a preacher. Why don't you clap your hands and appreciate God's servant? Oh yes, stand to your feet. And let's appreciate him. Let's appreciate him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, let me tell you something. That is why it's unfortunate when pastors hear about conferences like this and they stay away. You see, what you are hearing, what he's saying, this is over 30 years' experience. It's not theory. It's not theory. You can't pay for it. You can't buy it. If you try to experience it, you'll be broken. These are precious ways. And I can see so many young pastors here. Be thankful to God that God has brought such men to you. And Bishop Saki just don't speak words. It is true, Bishop Saki. And Bishop Saki so. 
I'm, I'm sure many of us will have broken away long time. But after we have seen him solid. Together with Bishop Eddie. Any Bishop Eddie. All these years. By Bishop. They didn't need to say anything. What we have seen has taught us lessons. And we have learned to be better stable assistants. May God give you such people. I say, may God give you such people who stand by you and build with you. Clap your hands for the Lord. Thank you so much, Bishop Saki. Thank you so much. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, at this session, I want to talk to you about the principle of the multiplied senior pastor. When you take a book, don't try to read it cover to cover. That's not how to read a book. Read it in bits. Do you understand? Meditate. Apply the things that you learn. That is how you benefit. And so that you realize that you go through the whole book. It is not about I've read the book. It is about what have you gleaned from the book. A wonderful chapter. I want all of you who have this mega church book. If you don't have it, Get your marker. How many of you have gotten a Macarius? Can I see your hand? Okay. Can I see your hand? Got a Macarius. I feel like blessing you. I don't know, but I feel like blessing you. I like you. I feel like blessing you. How many of you want me to bless you? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 There's a chapter in this book, chapter 13, Principles for Church Growth. Bishop talks about different things that you need to do for your church to grow. And one of it is the principle of the multiplied senior pastor. What does it mean the principle of the multiplied senior pastor. It means that, Pastor Boham, okay, God doesn't want you to work, work alone. He, he wants 20 more Pastor Bohams, 30 more Pastor Bohams, 50 more Pastor Bohams. The way you think, the, your work ethics, your wisdom, your zeal, your spirit, you should produce yourself in such people so that they will stand there and do the work that God has given you to do. Amen. Many of you are not bearing much fruit because you are fighting alone. One of the things that I have come to see is that, is that you cannot build a mega church with a little team. You, you want to have a mega church? How many of you want to have a mega church? A mega ministry. Many branches. 
branches are holding. Many church members. No, Reverend, you can't do it alone. You need a lot of people. And not any other type of people, but people who have your mind, people who have your spirit, people who have your wisdom, people who have your vision, people who think the way you think. One of the mistakes that many of you have done that has cost you is that instead of training your own sons, you have gotten people that somebody can hold 17 Bible uh, school certificates. Of, oh, come and be my assistant. Oh, come and lead my department. You know, and therefore, wrong lies. They have rebelled against you. They have destroyed your ministry. Ministry must be done by you and the sons that God gives you out of your bowels. In our church, even if His Excellency President Nana Kufaro goes for Bible school, costs one year, gets a certificate. And comes and wants to be a pastor in a church, we will tell him that look, sit in the church, all right, find something to do. I, I think he, for example, will be an usher, straight. Sorry? Yes. Yes, Rollins not be a branch pastor. Yeah. Yes. We don't. We don't accept people to become our pastors, no matter where they are coming from. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, how do you get people to help you in the ministry? How do you get workers? You must train them. God did not intend for you to carry the burden of the ministry alone. Now look at me, pastors. Any pastor here who genuinely is doing the ministry will realize that ministry is very burdensome. It's a, it's a major load. And I don't know who said it. Was it uh, Dr. Kujo or someone who said that, you know, the burden is uh, you need strong shoulders and neck. Who said that? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Ministry is very burdensome. Amen. Give me what it means to become a shepherd. In that book, there's a chapter where Bishop Dark explains why ministry is burdensome. And he said, ministry is burdensome, number one, because, because the people that you are leading, they are stubborn. They are ungrateful. Can you imagine that a, a, a pastor, assistant pastor, a member 
looked at his pastor and, and said, you deserve to be slapped. Amen. Seven reasons why pastoring people is such a burden. Number one, people are a burden because they are ungrateful and forgetful. A lot of the people that you brought to Christ, you nature them, you bless them. Have you ungrateful to you? Many people have forgotten what you did for them. They left you without saying bye bye. Yeah. When you started with them, they had nothing. Immediately they had something. They said, Oh, see the church, the chairs, you know, and all that. So they found a nicer church. Hallelujah. Number two. People are a burden because they will betray you. If you say, obey you, woman. Number three, people are a burden because they are wicked. When Tim Edding, some of the church members are very wicked. Sorry, maybe Tim Edding, pa. Huh? A pastor lost the wife. So for be you. And waited for about two or three years. Now, train Femian, son. To remarry. And no, son, worry. When he married, a worry, a pet. The member said, no. A Safumani said, baby. You can't marry just like that. Oh, to be worried, sir. They left. No, Jano. Wicked. It's in Modin. Wicked. It's in Modin. The first three months, four months, six months that the wife died, that he didn't have feelings. Busumi, Bakumi, and Numi, and Sa, and Numi, and Sia, two years. Listen, his feelings have come back. I feel back, wait, you know. Now, sorry. And for trying to find channels to be happy. Wicked! Akujo was saying, you see people who have money, they can use it to help you. They won't. They are supporting something else. People are a burden because they can abandon you suddenly. For Demas has forsaken me. Demas, having loved this present world. What do we are saying? John Mark left to go and be with his mother. John Mark, and then echo on him. People are burdened because they are equalizers, disrespectful, and impudent. Some of, the, some of the church members can actually argue with you. I mean, yes, openly. Your, your pastor, what we are saying, I don't agree with you. And then he will add imaginary people. We don't agree with you. If you continue like that, we will advise ourselves. Amen. So the point I'm trying to make is that 
The ministry is so burdensome that if you try to carry the issues of ministry alone, you die. Many pastors are weak. Many pastors are sick. Many pastors are under stress. Because of that, the burden of the ministry. Their wives are not happy with them at all. Because they are Adidas. Look. The man, where his mind is. You know. He, he, has, he doesn't have any interest. No crying, no, no call. By the way, if you are here and your church is not growing for the past two years, 15, 17, 18, the whole of this year, only two people have been added to your church. You don't have any right to have erections. So we are suffering. Has a name fear me no term. We suffer. Ed asuti said dia eti eni dia. And who here say we are ever sorry? Yes. Wives, take note. Tell him, Pastor, go and pray. Go for evangelism. Yes. If the growth of the church is really Burdensome to you and bothersome. You can have erections. So the fact that every night you have erections is a sign that you're not a serious pastor at all. Brother Jojo. Hallelujah. So ministry is burdensome. So what God has done is that God wants you to multiply yourself. Train people who come and help you. Helpers don't come from heaven. They don't fall from heaven. Don't go and take other people's helpers. Don't go and coerce somebody's keyboardists. Amen. Amen. Now, the first thing I want you to know about getting helpers is that use lay workers or volunteer workers or workers that you will not pay. Many of you can't do much in the ministry because you are paying too many people. Your choir director, you pay. Your keyboardist, you pay. Your chief usher, you pay. Now, anybody, the guitarist, you pay. The guy who is controlling the sound, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, you pay. No. Baby. No. Baby. 
No. You have to train people to understand that it is their sacrificial service as Christians for the Lord. Yesterday, I was being told that about 80 people are doing different things for this conference to work. Not, not even one of them is they don't even have the I don't have to talk, say it they, they, they don't have it doesn't even occur to them nobody is dreaming an idea something that at the end of the conference you get some uh, two Ghana cities or ten Ghana cities no preaching all these people here when are, are very busy people. Everybody you see. And it's all free of charge. Free of charge. Yeah. A church cannot do well without lay workers. It's been years when we have been told, Lighthouse, that we are rich. And we always accept to say, thank you so much. And when you see them buildings, when you see this, oh, they are very rich. Apostle, up to today, nothing less than 80% of over 3,000 pastors in Lighthouse are lay people. Lighthouse are so fundamental. People who start churches. People who are pastoring churches. Taking offerings. Giving tithe themselves. But they are working. It's free of charge. Yeah. I worked as a lay pastor for 14 years. And started seven churches. I pastor from very far. I'm from a crowd. Go to Tema Newtown. I go to the Spinters Road. Road. As a lay pastor. Lay pastor. So most of the money that comes in does not go towards paying people. But it goes towards expanding the ministry, sending missionaries. Supporting missionaries, building churches for them. Do you understand? Equipping the churches. People say, oh, Yongi Cho gives them money. Ben Hin gives them money. No. When you go after this conference, many of the people that you pay that you don't need to pay, call a meeting and tell them it's over. Yeah. Bishop Saki went to Kenya to go and preach in a church. Hey, church! And preach a message like that. When he left, the bishop of the church, big church, he met the people. He said, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. 
Teach people that, that they must lose, they must sacrifice, they must suffer to be part of following Jesus Christ. Give me that book. Give me that book. Amen. Amen. Why should the guitarist be paid? I want to ask you a question. Why should the guitarist be paid? Jojo, take the guitar and begin to play right now. Why should the, the, the sound guy watch you? He's sitting down there making. Yes. 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 We should pay you. We should pay you. Huh? Yeah. He's a very big man. He's taking days off properly from work. To be here to serve free of charge. So that's the first thing I want you to know about people. I want you when you go have a meeting. And then also, there's somebody else that you should sack. From the full time is it's yourself. Yourself. Because I have a question for you. You have 30 members in the church. So why are you in full time ministry? Why are you in full time ministry? Why are you depending on the church? Go and look for a job. Go and look for a job. Work from morning to evening. In the evening, build a church. The offerings of your church, save it. Use it to buy land. Use it to buy equipment. Your church will develop faster. It will grow faster. The income will, will become faster, will grow faster. Your ministry would be more established. After a year or two, you'll be able to come into full-time ministry properly. Because you see, honestly, some of you, your church members are under too much financial pressure. These dedicated church members cannot provide you all the things that you need in life. And on Sundays, instead of preaching to establish them and edify them, your preaching is made up of insults, threats, insinuations. Look at the offering that you gave. Look Look at the offering that you gave. Today is 22nd. By 30th, I need to pay myself. If you give this type of offering, how how can I be paid? Do you see? And am I not your pastor? And am I not sacrificing? Who has you to sacrifice? Sack yourself from full-time ministry. Go and look for a job. Live on your salary and allow the church to grow and be established. Full time, Jumano. Jai. Kope Jumana ye. Na a sorry sick asemu. Entumi koyi. 
We are forced to manufacture prophecies. To keep people in the church. You have put yourself under too much stress. I release you from that stress in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Our missionaries, when we send them, we say, look for jobs. Missionaries, and build a church. It's not easy. But gradually to pick up. Yeah. There have been several instances that some of them have gone back into lay ministry, gotten a job, and then the ministry has actually worked better, and then they've gone back into it. Can I have an amen? amen. Your, one of your main duties as a pastor is to do training. Is to do what? Is to do what? Lift up your right hand. Say, so one of my main duties is to be a trainer. Ephesians chapter 4. Verses 11 and 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why has God placed the fivefold ministers in the church? Apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets. What is the main duty? What is the main work for these people? What is your main work as a pastor of your church? Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Sometimes the punctuation marks don't help us. Do you understand it? If you remove the punctuation marks here, all right, the verse says something different. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Look at the NIV. The NIV. NIV. Verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, sister, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, verse 12, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built. The reason why pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers have been given is for them to equip the ordinary saints, the ordinary church members for them to be able to work for the Lord. What is the work of the ministry? To pray. 
to visit, to counsel, to interact with people, to lead people, people, to shepherd people, to evangelize, to care for people. Hallelujah. That is the work that a pastor does. And God is saying that people that have given in the church, I want you to rise up and give them skills, equip them so that as you are visiting, they can also visit. When you teach, they can also teach. When you pray for the members, they can also pray for the members. When you interact with them, they can also do that. When you want to evangelize, they also can evangelize. Whatever you are doing, they can also do it. The principle of the multiplied senior pastor is the principle that says that eh, sow yourself into your members. Produce yourself in your members. Get your members to be transformed to look like you. Do you understand it? So that instead of you alone, you have several people who can do what you can do. Not that they can preach like the way you can preach. Not that they are anointed the way you are anointed. But they can do it at their level. They can do it at their level. Instead of just sitting in the church and looking at your face and yawning all the time, you can raise up your members to become army and army of hard followers that will help you to evangelize to teach, to visit, to care for the people just as you do. Yes. Without workers, you, you can't do much. The first, the first thing I did when we started this church, after a couple of weeks, was to cream off the yum 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 converts, you know, that have started coming into the church, and I took them for a camp meeting. For three days, Nansa, took them to Mampo. Mampo, I'll preach from morning. To the evening. You look at my face. I wonder whether they even understood what I was saying. <laughs> Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. They'll be yawning. They are tired. When I see they are tired, I say, stand up. Give, Sorry. give somebody a high five. We are not close. We are here. Yeah. Some of them, before they came to church, used to spend all night at the nightclub. Some of them were among bad friends. They were smoking weed for hours. As we have come to the church, we are retraining you. Those are the people that I have today. Who are cell leaders. Who are bringing hundreds of people into the church every Sunday. Two weeks ago, I gathered over 300 of them. Yeah. For two days. Yes. 
more training, more equipping. You will die if you don't have helpers. In Exodus chapter 18, Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, visited him. And he saw something very terrible in the life of Reverend Dr. Moses. Moses was the pastor of anywhere between two to three million people in the wilderness. And look, at Exodus, look at Exodus chapter 18 from verse 13. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people and the people stood by Moses from the morning unto the evening. Verse 14. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? No. Why sit thou alone? Check it. Why sit thou alone? And all the people stand by thee from morning to evening. Pastor, why is it that you are the only person who is moving everywhere? Please stand to your feet, everybody. Everybody, please. Everybody. Thank you. Hello? Pastor, God is asking you. Why are you the only one who is handling the choir, the ashes, the marriage counseling, the children's ministry, everything? The finance department. Pastor, why? Why? Reverend Dr. Moses, what are you doing? And then he says something that is the mind of most pastors. Most, most pastors, not all, most. Ah, Moses. Most. Ah, so And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of the, because the people come unto me, say, I, I am the man of God. Say, I'm the anointed one. In the church, I'm the only one that know the word of God. That can preach. That can teach. That can sing. I am the only one that sees vision. All the 500 people in my church, 200 people in my church, 50 people in my church, they are all blind. They don't know the scriptures. They are useless. No. 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 In the New Testament, we are all called to be priests. The Bible says many are called. Not a few are called, but many are called. Most of your church members are called to help you to do the work of God. Yeah. Yeah. What they need is training. What they need is training. What they need is training. Teach them what they, they should do. You'll be surprised what they will do. You'll be surprised. Some of the people in your church are very, very anointed and gifted. Yeah.
Some pastors too are insecure. They see the ministry as their soul present. They are the only people who are called. Sometimes you feel that your assistants and those under you would outshine you. Let me tell you something. If God has called you, that office you are occupying, nobody can occupy it. No. Your, your assistant can preach better than you. It doesn't make him you. You are sitting in that chair not because of ability. Because God has placed you in an office. Anybody who tries to usurp your authority will die. Will soon realize that they can't do anything. Those of you here who are assistant pastors, you know, and the rest. You must be Many years ago, a great man of God shared his testimony. I need Bishop Eric, please. Bishop Eric, I need you. He was assisting a man of God. He was a young pastor. This man was old. And I think gradually, you know, the, the, the man was getting old. And tired. So on some Saturdays, the pastor will return from some journeys, you know, and say, wake me out to pray. Hallelujah. Something is going to happen tonight. Amen. Gradually he felt that his pastor was not anointed anymore. So he, so he yearned for the day that he will be given the opportunity to preach, to show the, 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 the pastor that, yes, some of you instead of supporting your pastor you are waiting for him to travel to show that you are called when you get the opportunity you say today you are going to be blessed. Shihaya atandasaya. Oh, I feel it. Kasendeshe. Everybody say, I feel it. I feel it. Matandese. Ika, ika, ika. Kadusoto mahaya. One opportunity that you have. Anyway, one Saturday, the older pastor traveled and came very late. And told the 
Young pastor, you are preaching tomorrow. You made a sound across. Tomorrow I'm going to show who is the real pastor here. He prayed. Prepared his message. Arrived Sunday morning. Was caught on the stage. Full of confidence. Listen to me. It is not by confidence. It is not by your extreme preparation. It is not by your determination. But it is by my spirit. Say the Lord. May the Lord genuinely anoint you. May the Lord genuinely anoint you. Receive the oil of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Listen. In his own ways. He said, for some reason, he had nothing to say. For some reason, the whole place was dry. And he said, I felt I wanted the ground to be open for me to just drop in it. Yeah. They said he heard the voice of the Lord. And the Lord told him, You thought you are the pastor. You are not the pastor. Have you seen my servant sitting down there? He is the pastor of the church. You are not. A few years later, his pastor retired and called him to the and made him to kneel down and laid his hands on him and prayed for him that from now you are going to be the pastor of the church. In his own ways, as the man was praying for him, he felt a coat, a coat put around him. That was the day that was anointed to sit in that chair. So pastor, don't be insecure. Nobody can sit Prophet Jones in that chair that God has given to you. They can see Jesus 24 times in a day. You see, this is why Jesus this is why Jesus established the communion. He said, this do in remembrance of me. Now, he established it after he has said very, very soon to you. The works that I do, shall you also do and greater works than this. But the fact that you are taller or have a beard and your father doesn't have it does not mean that you are older than him. A lot of you young pastors your pastors who have brought you up some of them look so weak. Do you understand it? And you don't respect them. Be very careful. Very careful. So pastors, don't allow that to block you from training people. Amen. Moses said, they all come to me. Please sit down. Because I am, they come to me to hear from me from God. Continue. Continue. When they have a matter, they come unto me 
and I judge between one and the other. And I do make them know the status of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Pastor, one of these days you collapse and die. It happened to the pastor that God used to build the largest church in the world, Dr. Nongicho. When he started his ministry at a point, he called himself the Great Cho. He said he will not allow anybody to do anything in the church. He ran doing everything. One time he was baptizing people and the, 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 the people were a lot and some of the ladies were really hefty and there was a pastor there who said, let me help you. He said, no, 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 no. He continued until he collapsed. He collapsed on his pulpit about two or three times. And became so sick that he could not continue to do ministry. And he said, Lord, heal me. And the Lord said, I'll heal you, but it will take ten years. Within those 10 years, his heart was beating so fast. He couldn't work. It was during those 10 years that the Lord gave him the revelation on the cell system. The, the Lord told him, leave my people to save me. Said, what, what do you mean? I said, leave my people to save me. Yes. That's how he got that revelation from. And so now he trains so many people, women especially, and releases them, you know, to serve the Lord. And that is how the church exploded. I see your church exploding as you train people. Give yourself to training. Amen. Now go ahead with the scripture. That will surely wear Thou will surely wear away both thou and these people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Amen. You cannot do it alone. After this conference, go and look for people and train them. Give them responsibility. Lay your hands on them. Pray for them. Be anointed. Equip them with skills. Teach them to be able to teach. Teach them to be able to evangelize. Teach them to be able to visit. Teach them to be able to counsel. Everything that you are doing, teach them to do it. You are going to have an army of people who are going to be able to stand by you to help you, and you are going to achieve much more. Amen. Because you have multiplied yourself, the, the volume of work that you can do also become multiplied. If you visit 10 people in a week and you have 12 helpers, 
who are also visiting five people each, they are five times times 20 is 100 plus your 10 is 110. Otherwise, instead of visiting 110 people, we are visiting only 10 people. But because you are involving them, you are visiting so many people. <laughs> The thing that you are doing is not good. Look at that scripture. He said, Thou will surely wear, go back. Thou will surely wear away. Both thou and these people that is with thee. You will kill yourself and you kill the people. Some of you, some of your key leaders have left you. They are tired. Why? You call on them. Ashes, you call on them. Evangelism, you call on them. They are genuinely tired. They are genuinely tired. And you are also exhausted. You are tired. You get angry so quickly. When you come to church. Why is this place is empty? I told you to bring people. But, but you have not taught them how to bring people. The principle of the multiplied senior pastor. May you multiply yourself in your people. Teach them. Equip them. That is why you don't have to joke of converts. Converts are your assets. Right now as I'm preaching to you, I am training over 50 young people who have been in the church for just a couple of weeks. Maximum three months. But I'm teaching them. I'm equipping them. I am just about to release them to go and start sales. I'm going to pay them. So on the day I release them, I'll be establishing another 25 sales. In four months, five months, if each of these cells are able to have 10 people, I will add another 250 people to the church. That is how the church grows. That's how the church grows. And as I'm trained these ones, some more are in the New Believers School. They are waiting their turn. I spent most of my time training. I spent most of my time with the leaders. I spent most of my time with them. Yeah. Two Sundays ago, these young people, I said today, no training. We are going to be happy. I said, prepare some food. I asked them, what do you like? They said, banku. They said, rice. They said, fufu. They mentioned so many people. I gave the order to my ladies. Prepare it. I said to them, no training. No Bible. You're going to be free. I'm going to mingle with you. I'm going to be close to you. She will be able to touch me. She will be able to touch me. As we are eating, we are watching films. What did you know? I tell them, don't bring any dull film. We want action movie. Action. Action. 
They are so happy. Whatever I tell them to do, they will do it. Because I am a human being to them. They can feel me. John said, the things that we have seen, the things that we have touched, the things that we have handled, the things that we have touched of the word of God, some of us are too distant from the sheep. The sign of a real shepherd is that he smells of the sheep. That's a real shepherd. Yeah. Why does he why does he smell of the sheep? Because he's among the sheep. If you say I want him. Don't be a prime minister or president pastor. Sunday after church. I go and remove my blazer or my my whatever, I remove it. I put on my African shirt like that. I put on my sandals. It is time to work. It's time to work. It's time to work. It's time to work. I'm training pastors. I'm training leaders. I'm interacting with potential leaders. From the, from the afternoon into the night. Every area After this conference, if I catch you at home at 11 o'clock, I'll bring the police after you. Amen. Amen. Continue. Continue. And Moses' father-in-law said, Thou wear say yes. Go ahead. 19. Hacking now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to God word, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. Be the voice of the people to God. Pray. Spend time with God. Tell God about the issues or the problems. Amen. Continue. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws and shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. Continue. Let them, judge, let them judge the people at all seasons. And it shall be that every great matter, they shall bring it unto thee. But every small matter, they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself. And they shall bear the burden with thee. I see that you can't for when I was thrown at me, now one penny out to one your bonny be. There are a lot of things in the church that your leaders can handle. 
They can handle Holy Ghost baptism. Don't leave the office in no. Do you understand it? Eh? You are going to do, train them to do it. They will do it. They can handle water baptism. They can handle visiting sheep. I tell my cell leaders. You are not married. You are a young man. You are a young woman. If you have married couples in your cell and they are having marital problems, it's not your business. It's not your business. What you say is that Sunday I'll bring you to bishop. These are mightier matters. Those are the things that I have to handle. So I am handling the mightier, mightier matters. They handle the easy matters together with them. The work is going on. Very well. How many of you are here? Yes. Amen. Pour yourself in the people. Pour yourself. Spend time with your leaders. Train leaders all the time. On Sundays, I have 11 schools here. 11 schools, different levels. 11, 11 of them. And even the schools, when I say school training things, I don't do all. I, 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 I do the strategic one. And I've trained people to help me to run the others. We have 11 schools. We are training people all the time. But the work of the ministry. How to work for them. How to serve the Lord. The sheep that God has given to you. Your duty is to equip them so that they can do the ministry. Yours is not to carry the whole ministry. That was what Jesus did. Immediately he started out. He gathered people. Trained them. Trained them. Amen. In 3:13 to 15, he selected some people. Come and be with me. I'll train you to go and preach. And to heal the sick. How many of you are going to train leaders? Amen. Amen. Don't say I don't have people. The ordinary people there. And also, don't select the wrong people. The bank manager doesn't have time, so forget about him. Bank, no, you do bank, no, near that German That rich businessman, he doesn't have time. Businessman, no, near that German There are things that they can do. No, maybe I have some important people in the church. There's one particular one. He stands at the car park. 
to arrange the cars. One time, we did some race shuffling, we tried to remove it, and said, please, I beg you. That's what I can do. But evangelism, like I was teaching you, was it yesterday, going to do one-on-one evangelism. Mobilizing people to church. They can't do it. My cell leaders, Sunday morning, 6 a.m. They have buses in the communities. Yes. Hey, I used to sleep. Get up, we are going to church. Hey, you have not on your listen. Bring it, let me on your bath. Moving in the community. Moving in the community. You have arranged your chairs nicely in church. You put on your suit. Your ashes are waiting for people to come. Who, who told you that people want to come to church? Now, I want to ask you a question. Who told you that people want to come to church? Satan has planned them. They should go and eat omutuo. Go to the stadium. Go and dance. Go and swim. They have no intention to come to church. But Jesus said, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and it did violent to take it by force. Amen. Amen. Now, in this book, what it means to become a shepherd. In chapter 9, Bishop teaches on 15 essential features of potential shepherds. What are the characteristics of the people that you must select? Let me give you a few. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Choose people that you realize have a personal relationship with God. They love reading Bibles. They love praying. They come for prayer meetings. They fast. They have a personal relationship with Choose such a person. Choose those who have interest in listening to preaching tapes and watching word videos. It's a sign that they want to go a little deeper. Uh, choose people who are available for the work. How many of you have realized that after church, there are some people who are in a rush to go, but there are some people too who come to you and say, Pastor, is there anything that I can do? Do you understand it? They make themselves available. Choose those people. Because if they don't have time, they cannot serve. That's why I told you that don't Select the bank manager. He doesn't have time. He's always Banking. traveling to Tokyo, always Germany, you know. You can't do. Amen. 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 
Watch the individual's financial input to the church. In our denomination, every pastor must pay his tithe. Every shepherd must pay tithe. You can't be a pastor who doesn't pay tithe. Somewhere this year, I asked my administrator to analyze the tithe payment trend of the pastors. I was shocked when I found pastors who have not paid tithe for three, three months. I said, what do you mean? Some of us have not paid tithe for three, three months. So I called a meeting. And I said, the things that men did out of ignorance, God winked at. But from now, he called all men unto righteousness. I forgive you the backlog. From now, pay. And I'm going to, I've created a special platform. Special. Senior. Month after month, pastors tight. We are monitoring. Things have changed. Yeah. Has somebody's faithfulness of money gotten to do anything with the kingdom of God? Jesus said, if you are not faithful with the unrighteous mammon, who shall give unto you the true riches? Who shall give unto you the anointings and the callings and the graces and the blessings of the ministry when you cannot even be faithful with money? Therefore, when money comes into your hand, what are you going to do? Yes, if you cannot be faithful with money, will you be faithful with the anointing? So when did you What will you, you use the anointing for? Oh, you will the burden. And many more signs. Hallelujah. Now, how do you do the training? You have understood that it's your work. What you are saying, you have understood the type of people that you must select. What you are saying, how do you actually do the training? Number one, set up a training school. training school, Set up a training school. Your training school, And register all the people. Number two, half days for training. Days that you are going to train them. What are the best days? Sunday after church. Why? Most people are free on Sundays. Monday they go to work. Tuesday they go to work. When you tell them to come at 5 o'clock, they can't come. Sunday. They are there. And then weekdays after your service in the evening. Those of you have weekday services. You can, you can also use what we call night schools. So sometimes I bring my training leaders here. We start like 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. and then we go to about 1 a.m., 2 a.m. or midnight. I'm training them. And we bring them in buses. So when we close, the buses also send. Them. 
So right in the middle of the night, I'm training them. This is how to pray. This is how to do visitation. This is how to start a church. This is how to do follow up. This is how to interact with the sheep. This is how to mobilize sheep. I'll be training them. So you must have days and times for training. Number three, you must have materials or manuals for training. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I'm happy to announce you that if you have the makane, there are so many books. Why is Pastor Isaac? That you can use to train them. Number one, many are called. Use it to tell them that they are called. Teach them that they are called. Amen. Yeah. Use it. Amen. To train them and tell them that they are called. Then tell them that after they have been in the church for a while, it is time for them to become shepherds. So they must become shepherds. And in this book, all right. Wow. Many are called. To draw any afraid. Tell them that they, they should become shepherds. Now, teach them how to pray. How to pray. How to pray. How to pray. Teach them that they must suffer. They must sacrifice. They must lose their times, their privacy their energy, their money to be able to serve God. So, loosen, suffering, sacrificing. Amen? Hmm? Yes, this one. Many of our church members don't want to lose anything. They don't want to sacrifice. But Jesus said, Matthew 16, 24, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever keepeth his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. They are chasing so many things that they cannot find. But when they begin to follow the Lord so, and serve the Lord, Jesus, who is their provider, yes, sir, will provide Abraham. for them also. Teach them about how to do evangelism. Teach them how to preach salvation. Infuse into them the spirit of anakazo so, so that they are not afraid. Anakazo. Anakazo. Several training manuals from the Macarius. Amen. 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 And during the training, you have to do Numbers chapter 11 from verse 16. You have to lay your hands on them from time to time. God told Moses in Numbers 27 call Joshua bring him in the midst of the congregation 
Lay your hands on him and put some of your honor or some of your anointing on him. Now, God told Moses, and the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them into the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Verse 17. And I'll come down and talk with thee there. And I'll take of the spirit which is upon thee. And will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee. That thou bear it not thyself alone. In the course of the training. From time to time. Lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on them. The spirit that is on you. The anointing that is on you will be imparted unto them. I see you having an army of workers. I see you having an army of workers. I see you multiplying yourself in so many people. Hallelujah. Amen. And your work is going to increase. Stand your feet and lift up your hands. And thank the Lord. And thank the Lord. And thank the Lord. And thank the Lord. Lift up your hands. And thank the Lord. And tell the Lord. Grant me the wisdom. Grant me the anointing to raise up men, raise up women who work with me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Pray. Lift up your hands and 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 pray. Yes. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Jesus. Grant me the grace. Grant me the grace. Lift up your hands and pray. Pray. Grant me the grace to raise men and women. 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 In the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Go ahead. Grant me the grace. Let men Grace, grant grace, Iman telele Receive the anointing, the grace of God, 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 to raise up, to raise men and women in the name of Jesus. Now, I 